Hey guys. What's going on? Welcome back to another week of Red Flags and Rosé. I'm Megan. I'm Kaylee. And we're so glad to be back. Yeah. After the long weekend. It really, it was a good long weekend. It was. I really enjoyed myself. You went out of town. Yep. Had a great time. Drank way too much alcohol. Sometimes you got to do it to yourself. No, you don't. (laughs) No, you don't. Well, sometimes you have to, so you remember why you never do. (laughs) (laughs) Two straight days. Yeah. I told Kaylee earlier, I was like, all together, those two days, I had two bottles of water. The rest was alcohol. Yeah, and this bitch hydrates. I like, do. but I was on the lake. Business. I started at nine thirty in the morning. Okay, spring break. <laughs> Who is she? <laughs> yeah, really. I could barely get you to drink, like ever. What? You're a That's different true. person around different people. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, because you know when we went to the lake, <laughs> it is the lake. It's the ocean. Something about that up. water gets you turned <laughs> all the way up. You're it's just ready sunshine. to have a good time. It's the sunshine. But yeah, we are excited to share content with you guys this week. We're talking about something that is near and dear to both of our hearts because it's something that we struggle with quite a bit. Um, and that is holding ourselves back. Yay! <laughs> Slash being sad. <laughs> And being comfortable (laughs) in your sadness so you can't (laughs) do anything else. You just, you stay there. Yeah. I think I've gotten better with that portion of it. Like, working to change my mindset, but also letting myself feel the feelings. Yes. So that I don't repeat. I don't know. Like, I don't feel like I'm sad about the same situations over and over again. It's not like you're ruminating on what happened. Yeah. But you're, like, moving through your emotions. Yeah. And I notice when I can, like, like, even when me and Austin, like, if we get in a fight or something, mm-hmm. and we don't ever really fight like that, it's just more of if we're just not seeing eye to eye, mm-hmm. I have told him and he does the same thing I'm like I just need a minute let me go sit here think about it because if I react with my emotions in that moment oh yeah um divorce is on the table probably because I'm just kidding well (laughs) but for real I get too emotional I can't for the jugular yeah we go for the jugular and we're like calm at first but Uh as soon as they say something that just (laughs) flips that switch it's like okay that's why you pissed the p- your pants like that's why you pissed in the bed and you're a fucking pissy pant boy yeah. like literally just throwing anything you can we literally go to like middle school like <laughs> the most embarrassing thing they ever told you like all right fuck you that's why you did this mm-hmm. uh, yeah little pussy <laughs> i've gotten better yeah i make sure i go just Sit by myself for a minute and really think of, like, why I'm upset or why it's bothering me or anything else. What's the emotion <laughs> under the anger? It's Listen, this shit yeah. used to piss me 
off when my mom would say that. I'm like, I'm angry. Well, what's the emotion under that? And I'm like, anger. Rage. No, (laughs) anger's the roof. What's the house foundation underneath the roof? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm not hurt because I just didn't want to like accept that I was, you know, like hurt by something or delve into why you're hurt. Yeah. It's like some, it's things you don't want to touch on, but you have to, and it helps you be a better partner too. It does. And I think it helps him too. Cause he's this, he was that way before I was like, if he has to like think through something, he's quiet. And I'm like, why the fuck are you not talking? Mm-hmm. You don't have anything to say? Are you for real? Listen, <laughs> I was that way too with my ex. He completely would shut down mm-hmm. and not talk. I would keep talking. Yeah. Oh, I'd, I oh, would dig you, my grave. You're going to be quiet right now? Okay. <laughs> then you must not give a fuck about mm-hmm. what's happening. Hmm? And just like <laughs> making it worse and just like poking, poking, the, bear poking the bear because I'm like... Uh, you know, I didn't know that this was why, mm-hmm. but you go back to your childhood and you go back to like the abandonment issues. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that's mine. I don't know exactly like, you know, what you've uncovered. But for me personally, the reason why I'm like that is because I felt like I was going to be left Mm-hmm. because my parents left me alone with my emotions and I felt alone with my trauma alone all the time. And, um, the love that I received from them was so inconsistent that I always feel like I'm going to be left. Mm-hmm. So in those moments when your partner's, you know, kind of going within themselves, you feel like they're running away from you. Mm-hmm. And so you're like, doing the most to perpetuate it Mm -hmm. well I think mine is the opposite to where like I think I am reacting from a learned reaction because that's kind of how we were treated like we didn't get time to think it was oh yeah that too why are you upset that why are you this why are you crying but they got their time alone right yes when they were mad Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm so I have to, like, step back and think about that, too. But it helps because then sometimes I realize, and I don't want to call myself crazy because I'm not being crazy about why I'm upset, but sometimes I'm just like, did you really have to react? It's just, like, like hyper-emotional. No, I get exactly what you're saying. You're not crazy because it's valid, but also, mm-hmm. he doesn't deserve the brunt no. of you feeling those feelings. He doesn't. And I'm still working on apologizing. I fucking hate oh my admitting that I'm wrong. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's the fucking pits, man. I hate it, too. I absolutely loathe being wrong. And I know this about myself. And I still, like, even I'll be thinking in my head, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to apologize. Vocal cords are frozen. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Literally, words can't come out. (laughs) I get it. (laughs) What is that show where, like, they couldn't say I'm sorry? What was it? I feel like it was, like, a cartoon or something. Like, they absolutely could not say they were sorry. (laughs) Like, it was stuck in their throat. 
I feel like I know exactly what you're talking about, but it's reminding me of Liar Liar with Jim Carrey where he can't yes. lie. But that's us with apologizing. <laughs> I can't do it. And you know what? My job is helping me with this because I have I have to accept when I'm wrong there mm-hmm. because it affects major corporations. I don't know. I don't have a problem doing it at work. Oh, man. I I do because I'm coming from a job where I knew everything and mm-hmm. I didn't make mistakes. Like, I just didn't. And now I'm new and learning mm-hmm. and I fuck up all the time. But, like, uh, for example, for some reason, I scheduled so... I scheduled, have to schedule like five things mm-hmm. for this first delivery. And so I confirmed it with the people that they wanted it delivered on Friday. Now, I, for some reason, scheduled part one for Friday mm-hmm. and the rest of it for the 12th. Why would I do that? Don't know. But deliveries were shut down oh, until shit. the 12th as of this morning. Oh, shit. So I have to email the people who dispatch the deliveries and be mm-hmm. like, listen, I fucked up. I made a mistake. Here's the rest of the orders. Can you get these out on Friday? Mm-hmm. Because that's a whole house package where oh, yeah. they're going to be building a home. Mm. You know, and then, of Yikes. course, the superintendents are pretty understanding. So if I was like, listen, we can't get it there until Tuesday, whatever. Yeah. Nothing we can do about it. Like, they'll be fine. But I don't want to be the reason why. You know, so I'm working on not being anxious when I do mess up because it's not like I did it on purpose. No. You know, and I think that's a huge thing that we need to realize when we are apologizing and accepting when we're wrong. Mm -hmm. We're not doing things on purpose. You know, we weren't wrong on purpose. We weren't full of conviction when we were being wrong, like really, really solidly, heavily, like in Mm -hmm. their face about it. (laughs) It's still hard. It is. I have been trying to work on it. It's so hard. I don't know why. I don't always want to be right. I do. But I am. (laughs) I always want to be right. (laughs) I don't really even care what it is. I don't know. It's our greatest weakness. Yeah. I would say my ego has to be my greatest weakness. Yours 100%. No judgment, but... <laughs> I don't know if mine is my that ego. That just hurt my ego. <laughs> Wait, I no, I want to know why. I want to know why. What comes to mind when you think about my ego being hurt? Uh, I don't know. Well, then why would you say it with such conviction? Because I like, feel like yes, your you ego. have said it before. <laughs> That your ego gets in your way. It does. I just meant like, do you perceive that? No. Okay. But I don't know if mine is like, I don't feel like mine's my ego. Mine is just more, it's, and the sad thing is it's more with Austin. Like, I don't know. I don't really have a hard time apologizing to like <laughs> you or like sometimes my family, but it's mainly him. It's like, I don't want him to have the satisfaction of like. Being right. That's terrible. <laughs> I understand, though. I get it. I think it's like a 
a woman thing with their partner. I really do because I mean, some people just don't care, mm-hmm. but I really do. The majority of females I know that are in relationships do not want to be wrong. No, I can't blame you. So best example. You ready? This just happened a couple of days ago. We, he, so he sets his phone kind of like how you do on the do not disturb for when he goes to bed, but then I'll have his alarm set. All right. For 5am. So we're out of town and I was just like, your alarm doesn't need to be set. Like you don't need to set your alarm. And he was like, (laughs) he was convinced. He was like, well, I turned off the do not disturb. So my alarm's not going to go off. So I was just like. Isn't that like sleep setting? Okay. I was like, but go to your alarm and the five o'clock is still like the 5 a.m. is still highlighted. Yeah. You all know what I'm talking about. It's white. It's It's not black. He probably set it with the sleep. Yes. Where you like have your set hours. Yes. Okay. Keep going. So I said, babe, I think it's still on because it's highlighted. And he was like. No, it's not, Megan. I turned it off, and, like, he went through the whole... Like, he mansplained how to turn the do not disturb, you know, all okay, that shit. Okay, listen. So I was like, okay. I, I was just like, okay. I was like, if I get woken up at 5 a.m., I'm going to be pissed. I'm, I'm yeah. putting it out there. I'm putting it out there. 5 a.m. rolls around. Fucking alarm goes off. Of course. I leave it alone until... <laughs> This is how petty I am. So I wake up with Maisie and I'm like drinking my coffee, like hanging Mm -hmm. out with family and stuff. He sleeps in for a little bit and he finally comes upstairs and uh, he's like, oh, how'd you sleep? And I was just like, well, you know, I would have slept so much better if I didn't get woken up at 5 a.m. by the alarm I told you to turn off. (laughs) Bitch. He was just like, oh. but I just got so much satisfaction because I was right. Like, don't, don't make me seem like I'm stupid. Okay. Just turn the alarm off. So I'm starting to see why you don't want to be wrong <laughs> is because you don't want to feel like how you make him feel. Yes. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to feel dumb. But I don't so, feel like I make him feel dumb. Girl, if you did that to me. <laughs> Dead ass. If I tried you, to help him. I was nice at first when I said, okay. hey, it's highlighted. Can I get, you turn it off? I get that. But it would have been better to be like, hey, your alarm went off last night. Instead of, <laughs> would have been better. <laughs> and I mean, I understand because I probably would have done the same thing. But as an outsider, <laughs> I can definitely see why you don't want to be wrong. Because if he were to do that to you, livid. Oh my god, day ruined. <laughs> what a shit in his like pillowcase. <laughs> right in his crock. Hope you like your new giblets, bitch. <laughs> oh man, but that just goes to show. Mm-hmm. I'm working on it. Okay. I know. I could we have can't been a all lot be perfect. Bitchier. No, we can't all be perfect. And you know what? I don't have a partner. 
to do any of this with. So I can't judge you for how you act because it's always easier when you don't have somebody that you're dealing with being wrong with like that. I can think back on my relationships, but like right now I'm so at peace and by myself that that stuff seems so like and it is minute and, the, like, and it doesn't matter. In the but long run, it, it doesn't. Right. But when you're in a relationship all the time and you have to be around someone all the time, it's worth it. Mm-hmm. it <laughs> Every <is>. time. <laughs> I don't pick and choose my battles. I They're all. <laughs> <laughs> I choose them all. <laughs> oh, God. Every day. But Actually, it's been pretty good. We've yeah. been a lot better. It's just like little instances like that where I'm just like, yeah, I fucking told you. I mean, yeah, and you have to think, he is younger. Barely. Okay, I know, but men our age are like little shitheads too, so you take any age and maturity off of that, it's just a little worse. I was proud of him though, Mm -hmm. because obviously he's in drill school for like the fire department and stuff, and... uh. When you go, so where we went in Pennsylvania, if you want to drive a boat or a jet ski or anything, you have to get a license, Mm -hmm. take a class and stuff. So I asked him if he wanted to do it, and he was just like, no. He was like, I don't think I want to risk it with being in drill school and then, like, getting hurt. Yeah, because doesn't he, like, lose out? Mm -hmm. You're growing up. Look at him. I know. The Uh, old old would have been getting fucked up and... For real, he would have... Slinging that jet ski around. Yeah. No, he would have, like, shotgunned three beers and then got up on the jet ski with one leg, like, standing on top of it. <laughs> Go oh him. Oh, my gosh. He did shotgun some beers, though. Don't put that past him. Yeah, he no. He just on the jet ski. I knew that was bound to happen. Okay. If I was there, I would have shotgunned some beers with him. Probably. But it was fun. And he deserved it because he has not had a vacation or anything. Mm-hmm. Since last year, last summer, so he got two good days. <laughs> hey, better than nothing. True, true, true. You have any? Yeah. So I was gonna tell you this earlier when we first were about to start podcasting, and I was like, "Wait, I'll just tell you later." So before I forget. Um, we were talking briefly about, um, girls got to eat and how they have their own line of like sex toys. Mm -hmm. And you were saying they have like this blowjob gel Mm -hmm. that's mango flavored. Um, and we were just discussing that and I forgot that I never told you about (laughs) when I went to the dentist, um, she gave me this mouth spray that helps you salivate more uh, because I take Adderall and it causes dry mouth, which makes you more prone to cavities, okay. which also made me think about how I sleep with my mouth open. So there's a whole bunch of things wrong with us mouth breathers because I'm one of them too. Yeah. <laughs> We're fucking our system all the way up. I mean, for real, and it's also embarrassing as fuck when you're cuddled up with somebody that you're just starting to hook up with and you're like, wake up in a puddle of your drool on their chest. Yeah, great stuff. 
But anyways, she gives me this spray and she's like, yeah, it just helps you create more saliva, whatever. And I'm like, cool. Well, I go over to um, the guy that I was talking to for a long time, went over to his place after it was like a week or two after I got that spray. And so I'm hanging out with him and I'm on my period and I'm like big fan of blowjobs. I, I love giving them and he loves receiving them. So I, yeah, but I get in my bag to get a hair tie and I see the spray and I'm like, Oh my God. And so I sprayed in my mouth. <laughs> that was the sloppiest head I ever done gave. <laughs> I wouldn't say it was like peak performance or anything. You know, it didn't enhance it past that. But like, it was really nice because my mouth didn't get dry as fuck in the middle. And I don't know what guy doesn't like really sloppy head, you know? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't met one yet. Yeah, me either. <clears throat> but anyways, we'll get on to topic here. <laughs> um, like we said, we're talking about something that is just a little sensitive for I feel like everybody when mm -hmm. you talk about it because nobody wants to admit that we are comfortable in our sadness. No. And that when we slip into our depression or just those like stages where you don't talk to people and you are to yourself and you just feel mm -hmm. hopeless. Well, why are we doing that? Well, obviously it's, it's going to be normal for anybody. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think what like me and you are working on is sitting in it, figuring out what we can do to not let it happen again. Or being sad, like figuring out why we are sad and what we can learn from it. Because um, I know I don't want to be sad. I hate being sad. But sometimes I just need to figure out what's going on, what, are, what is in my environment around me. What is causing me to be sad? Mm -hmm. What's changed? Because it could be even something as little as like my diet that week. Like, have I had too many yeah. cheeseburgers? Have I had, you know, like, am I eating a lot of chocolate? Mm -hmm. Too much caffeine? Something like that. Is there balance to your diet? Yeah. And honestly, right now, I think it's gotten better that I've been tracking, um, my period, which this is not an ad, but if you want to, you know, sponsor us, me and Kaylee both started using the Stardust app. Mm -hmm. I remember, I think I told you all, I like loved flow. Yeah. We both and loved flow. Yeah. It, was, it predicted our shit so spot on. Yes. Um, I love Stardust mm -hmm. so far. Um, it it just like gives marries you the horoscope and astrology yeah. and the moon with your period. Yes. So like me and Kaylee are both, both white witches. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're synced up with the moon. Yeah. I was born under a full moon. I don't know. It's just cool things you learn about your stuff and how 
it deals mm-hmm. with your hormones and everything. But I think having that app, any of them, and just tracking mm-hmm. how you're feeling that day, when your period's about to come, because now I know the four days before my period, I'm going to be an absolute fucking train wreck. Just like my hormones being sad, mm-hmm. upset. But now, like, in my head, I know I can't blame it on anybody. So, like, I feel like that's helped. especially you can like take control. Yeah, with, like, Austin, Maisie, the dogs, mm-hmm. where I'm just like, hey, this is what's going on today. I need a second. Or I just need to be by myself. Right. You know? And that has been better for me in Austin because even I think it was like one day last week because it was the couple days before my period I was so just over being touched like I was overstimulated from being at work and then with Maisie and then the dogs and I went to Austin I was like I'm going to go take a shower and I'm going to go lay in bed and I'm going to read mm-hmm. like I need you to just take care of Maisie, yeah. give her a bath, do the nightly things that I usually do 99% of the time. And I don't complain about it because mm-hmm. I love it, but there's every once in a while I need a fucking break. As um, everybody does. And yeah. You, yeah. You don't need to feel bad about that. And so it felt nice that he was just like, okay, like go do it. Um, and before I'd be like, why the fuck? Am I acting this way? I would feel guilty. I would get anxious about it. But then I'm like, no. Like, I do a lot. And obviously he does too. Like, but he can take over one night from the last, like, three weeks to give her a bath. Mm-hmm. You know, that way I can read my book and just... Have some you time. Yeah. So... I think that has helped a lot, but then there's always just going to be little things, whether it's like money hardships or just, you know, I'm not truly, I'm closer to where I want to be with life, um, but I'm not there yet. And the old me would have been like pissed or, you know, just Mm -hmm. upset all the time because I'm like, fuck, why am I not making this amount of money? Why can I not stay home? Why can I not do this, that, this, right, that, you know? Right. But then I, like, have learned to stop myself and think you're closer than you have been. Like, right. you can take Maisie to work with you or, like, your hours are better. Think about where you were this yes. time three months ago. Yes. Um, And then ultimately, I, you know, I need to keep working to where I want to be but then there's the old me that kind of comes back in where it's like I don't want to do that work you know what I mean yep like I don't I get it it's because we're not we are not built to work like (laughs) I love working but I don't like working for money if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I like feeling useful. I like doing things. I feel like I'm in a job where I'm actually of, of a lot more use than I've ever felt. Mm-hmm. But it still just isn't yeah, 100% what I want. No. But it's like you're saying, you have to come to a point where you 
realize that you're closer to the life that you want. Mm-hmm. And this is only temporary. Everything you're doing is only temporary. And it's going to lead you to where you need to go. Yep. But a lot of getting to where we want to go involves us finding the happiness in the mundane, the daily shit. Mm-hmm. Um, because happiness isn't going to come when you lose 15 pounds. It's not going to come when you get the new job. It's not going to come when you pay off your car or don't have debt or mm-hmm. it's it's literally what you make it. It's the choice that you make with your mindset, which I think is why it is so comfortable to stay sad mm-hmm. because you are in control of that and you feel at home in your sadness. Yeah. You're able to control not changing anything and it feels good because it's something that you mm-hmm. can control. And it's also a combination of that with the fear of what happens when you change things mm-hmm. and the discomfort that you're going to experience. Yeah, but then you can look. So, like, I try to have that mind because it's just like anything. You run back to the same people or, like, because it's comfortable, you know, even though you're having a this could be friends, relationship, or anything. Even though you're having a great time with these new people, you're like, oh, but this is more work. Like, I have to put in the work. I can just go back to yeah, how it was before with the old people, you know. Um, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long day, guys. It's okay. But um, I think it's just easier to not have to fear anything even when you know and we've talked about this before on the podcast Mm -hmm. sometimes it feels better to know what's not working is gonna not work yeah than to try something new and have it not work either yeah and I mean that goes with the situationship that I was in forever I knew that it wasn't good for me. Mm-hmm. I knew. But I also knew the pattern. It was predictable. He was going to come back. Mm-hmm. And we were going to give things another shot. And then I would get my heart broken. Every time. And I could predict that cycle. Where mm-hmm. if I let someone new in, I'm going to have to learn them. And learn a whole new cycle. Mm-hmm. How are they going to treat me? What What's the cycle going to be this time? Yeah. Is it actually going to be healthy? Am I going to stay healthy? You know, it, mm-hmm. you have to figure out all of these new things. But I think that goes back to our childhood trauma where we have to read the room. Mm-hmm. And now it gets to a point where I don't want to be in new rooms no. with new people because I'm tired of reading them. And I don't even want to. I don't even want to read the room. But it's just built into us at this point to do Mm -hmm. so uh i feel like i have slowly trying to Mm -hmm. not do that with people me too um to protect my peace 100 percent. because it's not that i don't care because i i do in a way because like if that person really is sad or you know what i mean like Yes. I want to be there for them. But then at the same time, I'm like, I have my own shit to deal with. I don't want to add. it's not our responsibility. It's not. 
Unless they voice it. Yes. And I've had this talk with my mom because my mom does this where she kind of projects what she thinks you're feeling onto you. So, like, uh, if we're hanging out, you guys don't have to stay if you don't want to, even mm-hmm. though nobody said that. But then you're starting to think, like, okay, I don't want to be here, like, if you're feeling that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I told her, uh, or she'd be anxious that we were mad at her because we didn't talk enough. And mm-hmm. I'm like, we're adults, mm-hmm. and adults voice what they feel. Well, and it's not your responsibility if I'm upset and I don't tell you. Mm-hmm. It's not. But you know what's wild to me? Being an adult, like with our parents, okay? Mm-hmm. Do you, as far as I remember, when my parents moved out, it was they saw their parents weekly for like a dinner. I don't remember them calling them every day or like having to reach out or like, obviously I want to talk to my parents. Yeah. You know, but, and it's gotten better. It's not an everyday thing anymore. Um, But I, I just have to think, I'm like, why were we held to that standard when you maybe saw your parents once a week, once a month mm-hmm. and then barely talked? You know what I mean? Oh, um, yeah. Like, why are we held to that standard? Yeah. With our parents. Like, if we don't talk to them at least two to three times a week, they think that there's something wrong. Yeah. Why? <laughs> like, <laughs> I think it's just the way that they think it's supposed to be because I mean you think they're coming when they were leaving home there wasn't as much technology Mm -hmm. you know the cell phones the all of that shit that we have now we don't have that they didn't have all of that shit Mm -hmm. which is not to excuse it but it I mean it's just kind of the way that it was for them and then for us we have constant contact we have that uh, that ability to constantly be available, which is so <laughs> it is such a double edged sword. It is. It's great, but at the same time, um, it's crippling as far as the anxiety that comes along with it because mm-hmm. when someone doesn't immediately answer, you feel like something's wrong. Mm-hmm. Like if I were to call you and you didn't answer, my immediate thought wouldn't be, Oh, she's busy. It's okay, what's wrong? Because Mm -hmm. Megan always answers, Mm -hmm. you know? So I think for them, it's a, it's a bit of a codependency thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that they depend on us. And I think that there's a angle to our relationships, particularly with our moms, where it's more of a friendship than a parenting role. Mm-hmm. And I talked to my mom recently about this because we used to talk two, three times a day, every day. And I started to feel bogged down emotionally by that, where I'm like, okay, I feel like I have to, and I really don't want to talk. I don't mm-hmm. want to talk to you. I'm getting frustrated when we hang out because it's just all the time. Like we're just always around each other. And so <laughs> I, I didn't say that. No, but, but it's true. Cause I feel like even if that were me and you and we were around each other, Every day, yes. And then still you talk. can't do it. You can't we do it. We would absolutely murder each other. Yes, even w- because you need that individual yes. space. And I talked to her because I could tell she was upset. And I'm like, I want to have a normal relationship, mm-hmm. like you do with my brother. 
where you guys don't really talk unless there's plans being made. Mm -hmm. And then you're excited to see each other because you don't really talk. And mm -hmm. I'm like, I, I want to enjoy being around you. I, I want to have things to talk about. But I feel like that's the difference between a mom and daughter too, though. Yes. Sometimes, not in every case, but like that's how my mom is with my brother. But even like my sisters, they, I feel like I was the one she relied on the most. Mm -hmm. um, it's the only or oldest daughter thing yeah. where they, they just have a closer relationship with you. And I get it. I'm the only girl, mm -hmm. but it's just a lot of pressure all it the is. time. And it sucks. But I think your mom's gotten a lot. It's Oh yeah. No, it's, it's fine. And yeah. she's very respectful of it. And mm -hmm. she wants us to have a good relationship. So she respects the boundaries. I'm lucky mm -hmm. because I can talk to her openly and be like, this is what I'm feeling. It's yep. nothing against you. This is what I need to do to have a healthy relationship with you moving forward. And she doesn't make me feel bad. She doesn't, you know, mm -hmm. it, so I am blessed that way. But I feel like something I still struggle with all the time is taking on the emotion of the room mm -hmm. because of how I was raised with having to read her emotion all the time. So like on Sunday when I went to our little family get together for the fourth, I was so overwhelmed with anxiety because one, I didn't want to be celebrating America mm -hmm. yeah. and it didn't feel authentic to me to go to a celebration mm -hmm. with what I'm feeling inside. And then to know that people were going to be there that aren't completely on the same page as me and possibly we'd be talking about things that are just mm -hmm. disagreeable. And it, I was just filled with anxiety and I had to talk myself down from it because I'm like, you're going to ruin a potentially amazing day. Mm-hmm. By being worried about what might happen or trying to read the emotions mm -hmm. instead of just being present. I feel like we, it happens a lot. Like where you just, I know not everyone does it because there's a lot of people that can just go their day to day and literally just go Jealous. with the flow. Uh, me too. As fuck. Me too. Jealous as fuck. I have to think of like every possible situation that could go wrong. Yes. Me too. And, and maybe I'm the one that could go overly right. thinking like while I'm walking uh -huh. place to place, I am, my brain is going a million miles per hour constantly mm -hmm. and it's tiring as fuck. But I think that this is another thing that burns us out to the point of staying sad mm -hmm. because it takes us a lot of effort to pull ourselves out of the sadness yeah. And then on top of that, have to make a change. <laughs> we have to make an effort to do something differently. Mm -hmm. Like it's so difficult. It is yeah. so difficult to get yourself to step out of your comfort zone in the first place. But then you have to keep up with that. Mm -hmm. You mean to tell me I have to go to the gym every day for months to see results. You're telling me I have to eat healthy mm -hmm. in order to have my gut health in check so that my mental health is better mm -hmm. every day. You're telling me I have to hydrate all the time, every day. It, it just seems overwhelming when you start to think about all it of these does. things you have to put into place. But how much better do we feel when we do those things and we take care of ourselves? 
It's absolutely even though it's annoying hard. How much feel. Yes, but you feel like a brand new fucking person when you, you break do. out of that feedback loop from hell. And you know that part of me that's like hates being wrong. Yeah, yeah, that's how I feel. Yeah. When I'm like, God damn it! I'm like, fuck, dude! <laughs> I could have been feeling worked. better this whole time, <laughs> but I've been allowing myself to feel like shit. <laughs> It's like that TikTok. I think I sent it to you a while ago where that girl was just like, bro, you're fucking telling me. You know how they said that your mental health and your physical health go hand in hand? She said, this is some fucking bullshit. Uh-huh. She said, because it fucking works. For real. It she does. started running and working out and she was like, Oh, it's so hard, but I feel so good. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I think about it often I because I have felt so much better when I have made stretching at the minimum a daily thing. My body feels better. Mm-hmm. I feel less stiff and miserable through the day. I changed my desk into a standing desk at work. Yay. And it has made a huge difference in one, my energy level, because I'm not sitting, <laughs> two, my back pain, because I'm not sitting, nope. and then also my paranoia that I'm going to get blood clots from sitting. <laughs> so, it, but just being more active alone mm-hmm. helps so much. But a huge thing for me is the mind body connection. Because I don't know about you, but that shit goes out the fucking window for me when I'm down and mm-hmm. not taking care of myself. I couldn't tell you what's going on with my body. It could have been three weeks since my back started hurting. I wouldn't fucking know. It could be 24 hours and I think it's three weeks. Mm-hmm. I don't have that connection when I'm feeling like shit. Like it just yeah. isn't there. I don't feel like I struggle with that as much. Because I know, like, even this morning before work, I was tired from the freaking three-day weekend mm-hmm. and being hungover. But I still woke up at my usual time, didn't drink water, didn't drink a coffee, didn't eat breakfast, just moved from the bed to the couch <laughs> and watched some TikToks. And then, like, after I got up, I was like... Why the fuck did I do that? Why? Why yeah. did I not just get up? Because then I started getting a little lightheaded and everything else because I didn't have water I, and I was food. hungry. I was going to say, the worst thing is when you put off eating until you can't even fucking fix a semblance of a healthy meal or anything good <laughs> you gotta because grab the Captain you got Crunch. the shakes. <laughs> You got the shakes. You got to get sugar fixed quick. <laughs> I might hit the deck, but that's the worst. Is it? If you but I did it to myself. If you would have just gotten up and done what you usually do, but I understand. I understand. Like, I know. I know what to do. We know. Just doesn't make it any easier. Stubborn ass personality. Yes. Yeah, but I that's prove myself wrong. Also goes along with what. We mentioned earlier, sometimes you have to put off the things that you want right now so you can get the things that you want later. Mm -hmm. And that's the whole reason why we fail over and over again is because we give up what we want long term for what we want now. Mm -hmm. 
You want to lay on the couch. A lot of people our age too, though, like our generation. Instant gratification. Have to have it. It is the sin of the (laughs) generation for real. It 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 is awful. But doesn't help that you can get shit on Amazon. Well. Everything is instant now. Yeah. Everything. You know, your relationship sucks. Instead of fixing it, one swipe away, which is not true. Those no. relationships, people are not built the same out here. Do not get single for no reason. <laughs> Fix your shit. Kaylee's out here or be drowning. Single. I am. Listen. <laughs> I've had the greatest week of connecting with new people. That's good. I had three dates this week. Oh, shit. We'll see how they go. Date number one tomorrow. Okay. Date number two on Friday. Okay. Date number three on Saturday. Damn, bitch. I didn't know about Saturday. Yeah, we didn't get there yet. Oh, okay. I don't know. I might not have date number three. I don't know. We'll <laughs> see how it goes. But I'm trying to put myself out there because it, it does suck. But I mm-hmm. also have realized that I'm putting myself in a box where I'm cutting people off too quick instead of giving them a shot, whatever. But... Yeah. We are in the age of instant gratification to mm-hmm. a point that it is detrimental. Oh, yeah. Like, we can't... People can't be bored. No. You can't be bored. You can't wait. No. Oh, my God. Remember when you had to wait, like, seven days to 14 days for a package? Mm-hmm. And now it's like, if it's more than two days, you're like, what the fuck is uh-huh. taking so long? <laughs> I mean, even sitting in a restaurant waiting for food. Holy shit. When I'm leaving work, this light that I'm at, oh my God. listen, it is not queued up right. And it literally is three and a half minutes before it changes. <gasps> at least. Sometimes it's like six to seven minutes. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, there's no fucking way. Like, There's no fucking way. But anyways, instant gratification <laughs> is a bitch. Yes. 100%. But we've been doing, we have been doing better with this. We've actively oh, yeah. been trying to be more present mm-hmm. and also just overall focusing on being patient because mm-hmm. why, are, why are we in such a hurry? You know, like when you think about things, it's like, why am I rushing to get home? Like, it, uh, for real. Five to seven minutes, maybe more because of traffic until yeah. you get home safely because you're not irate. When I always tell myself, so like today, I got me and Kaylee some dinner before I came over to record. And I sat there. I'm telling you, they made this food fucking fresh. It was good too. Because it was, but I sat there and like the first two or three minutes, I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. And then it got to like five minutes and I was like, what the fuck? Like Just getting, impatient. Yeah, I was getting angry because I was like, this is literally, it wasn't super fast food, but still. Mm-hmm. But then I always tell myself, when somebody slow gets in front of me or the drive through is taking too long or anything like that, it's always the universe, one, slowing me down, or two, keeping me from something potentially bad. Right. Like, 
my intrusive thought automatically goes to crashing or something. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. but most of the time it's true. Cause like, even on like road trips, I'll have to pee like always tiny right. bladder, but I'll get off at an exit. I wasn't planning on getting off at and then I'll get back on. And then literally the spot where like, I probably would have been if I kept driving, there's a crash. Or Mm -hmm. someone's pulled over or, you know, something like that. Yeah. So I'm like, thanks, universe. (laughs) That's how I keep myself grounded. Yeah. And that (laughs) helps, too, because you kind of have to think things happen the way that they happen for a specific reason. Mm -hmm. And while I don't understand, like, people that get cancer, all of that, like, to Mm -hmm. me, there's no reason for that. But... Every choice that you make in your life adds up to where you're at. And yeah. this is a huge part of my daily life now because of my prison pen pal. And we talk about um, our choices. And he, his biggest goal is to make an impact on people. Mm-hmm. And he's doing a good job of that with me so far he has had a huge impact on just my mindset Mm -hmm. and helping me stay focused on my goals and realizing how short-sighted I've been Mm -hmm. um but he was so nice in saying like even though I've made so many mistakes in the past he's like every decision that I've ever made has led up to us meeting he's like "I, I would have never known you Mm-hmm. And for him to have that perspective where he's literally in jail in the worst possible situation mm-hmm. and he's okay with his decisions because he's made peace with why he's there. Mm-hmm. He has his regrets, of course, and all of that. But seeing where he is currently and knowing that he's the only one that can control his mindset mm-hmm. at the end of the day no person can take away what he at his core has spiritually worked on and built up within himself. And he's grateful for these interactions. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, holy fuck. <laughs> well, that also can make you like make everything else in your life seem so minuscule. And like, I know I don't like comparing mm-hmm. people's lives to like other like you know, but like sometimes I do think I'm like, it could, could be so much worse. It could be mm-hmm. worse. Like, and I'm not downplaying my emotions because you're allowed to have them. You are too. Everyone it's is. It's all relative. It is. The worst thing that you're going through right now is not comparable to the worst thing someone else is going through, but it's still the worst thing. Yeah. But I just think like it really could be worse. Like always. I have a house over my head. I have a beautiful family. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are well off. I have a great support system. So I'm like, why? What can I really complain about? Yeah. Truly, unless I'm just being nitpicky, you know? Yeah, and I think that that's where it comes down to, one, your mindset, but two, recognizing that at that point, when you can look at your life and be like, okay, why am I feeling this way? Something's mm-hmm. got to change. Yeah. Something that you're doing Which is not fulfilling yourself. you. Yeah. 
Yeah. Most of the time it is. And, or how you're treating yourself <clears throat> or not treating yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, it's huge. But like you said, it is hard talking to people who are worse off than you about your problems because you're like, this is, this feels wrong. Mm-hmm. Like to be complaining to somebody on death row. Yeah. But I talked to him about that too, where I'm like, I feel wrong. I feel bad talking to you. Cause he asked me about the mental health things that I mm-hmm. want to talk about and he, about depression and my mindset being foggy and all of that. And I was like, I mean, I feel bad to talk about this and act like something is so wrong mm-hmm. when nothing is really wrong. Like it, it is in my head. And he hit me with just some deep shit where he's like, okay, but your perception is your reality. So if in your head you have the worst life right now, that's what you're perceiving. Mm-hmm. He's like, it doesn't matter that I'm in jail and like I'm or prison and going through what I'm going through because you're going through a lot too. Mm-hmm. He's like, I never want you to feel like you can't talk to me about these things just because you don't want to burden me mm-hmm. or have me feel like you're complaining about nothing. Yeah. He's like, is it hard sometimes to think about the problems people have outside of here? Sure. I'd like to have those problems. But once you have a friendship where you care about somebody, you want to hear them out and you want to talk them through things. Mm-hmm. And this just reminded me of a TikTok that I saw about this girl who was talking about her friendships and how she found herself when her friends were complaining, she was just getting pissed and she just wanted them to stop. Mm. And she started to realize that she was being a bad friend because she was sitting there and didn't want to hear their problems she was inconvenienced by them having issues mm-hmm. because she couldn't deal with her own issues. Mm-hmm. And I've been there many a time. Yeah. It doesn't feel good. <laughs> no, but it's hard when you're dealing with your own shit to set that aside. And then take on more. Yeah. Especially for people like people us. like us who do take on the full, yeah. full range of emotions of the people around us. Yes. Like literally, if Kaylee got cheated on, I also got cheated on. Like that's how it feels. It feels that way. Like it, We feel it with such depth. It's like yeah. it's happening to us. Yes. Like my anger would be as if. I was the one Mm -hmm. that caught it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and that's with anybody. That's with my family, Austin. Like, even... When things happen, you take it personally. Yeah. Even though that person doesn't take it... (laughs) Sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like I get more enraged than the person actually going through it. Um, Which I'm also working on. Yeah. Because that is not protecting my peace at all. No, not at all. But this all goes to say, like, sit with your feelings. Like, we said this before. 
You have to sit with how you're feeling. And it's going to be uncomfortable at mm-hmm. first. I didn't like doing it. Um, but now I can sit there and I can really think, why am I upset? Why is this really bothering me? Because it's not just because Austin didn't do the dishes. Mm-hmm. You know, like. That's just the straw that broke the camel's yes, back. There's like, a million things piling up there. Like what's or really there's going one. On? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this could be with anything. It could be with your relationship, with a friend, with yourself, with family. Um, but you have to do it in order to heal, in order to grow. And we're still working on it. You know, I'll be 29 Mm -hmm. this year and I'm still working on it. And I'm just going to say, do it. If you have a family or kids or anything, like, it's going to make it 10 times harder. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but I think that also helped me, like, buckle down and do it so that I don't pass this shit on to Maisie mm-hmm. um, or anybody, really. Like, I want her to see me happy, Austin happy, her family happy, mm-hmm. um, her to be loved how she should be as a kid. So it shows her, and she's going to make mistakes when she's older and go of after course. the wrong people, but, like, show her what she deserves, mm-hmm. truly. So hopefully she doesn't have to go through as many mistakes. <laughs> Or learning lessons, but do it for yourself and your mental state and your happiness. And just know that even if you think you're happy or you are happy, because I've been happy, there's still room for you to grow as a person in some form. Absolutely. And That also goes to say that some days you're not going to be able to work on yourself. Mm -hmm. And that is the time where you do need to give yourself grace. Yes. Because those are the days that you're going to either make or break yourself. Um, And I know this because when I think of the times that send me deepest into my spirals, it's when I'm not giving myself that time to be lazy and just exist Mm -hmm. in the space and not do anything. Um, We've heard this many times. You are not a self-improvement project. You do not have to do something every day to be productive or to make your life quote unquote better. If your body is begging you to sit and do nothing, listen, listen, don't stay there for days Mm-hmm. But there is nothing wrong with one day after work coming home and not doing shit if that's what you need to do. Mm-hmm. But then you kind of have to get a plan in action if the next day you're feeling the same exact way. That's when you have to start looking at like, okay, what cycle is this that I'm going through? Where am I at in my hormonal cycle? Like, yeah. you know, am I close to my period? Am I going through something externally, what's going on internally, just do a check-in with yourself 
because you have to keep doing the things that you don't want to do in order to keep yourself from backsliding and not taking care of yourself to mm-hmm. the extreme that we get. Exactly. Um, but I think that's it for this week. It is. Make it a great week. Um, don't forget to check out the Stardust app. Um, if you don't like that one, still use Flow. Mm-hmm. They're both um, great. They're both really good. And I will stand by tracking your shit. Mm-hmm. Just track it all. <laughs> like Even if it, you want to use pen and paper and learn how to do it, yeah. it's very important uh, not only for those of us that Honestly, <laughs> lose part of yourself during your cycle, like with me struggling with premenstrual dysphoric disorder, mm-hmm. those two weeks up to my period are fucking awful. So knowing... Maybe we'll do a TikTok or something like us two. Yeah. We can show you how. And it helps with the app, but I know some people are not app people. Mm-hmm. And even if you have younger kids, um, when they're like of eight... I was 10 when I started my period. I was going to say 10 or 11, I so feel like, like is the perfect time. You can teach them how to get the calendar mm-hmm. so they know what's going on with their bodies. I mean, shit, um, we just were learning this within the last literally. F- few months even, Yeah, what our cycle means, what it means. I mean, I still couldn't even tell you half of the shit that I should yeah. be able to about a cycle. But, just, but having the app at your fingertips, yes, it's very important. To know what's going on with your body. Yes. Um, Especially with everything going on. Because it's very Mm -hmm. unpredictable right now. Um, Track your period. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Also, obviously, we talked about the vibes only. So, I know I went on there earlier today because I do want to try the blow gel. Yeah. Yeah. they have some other things on there. They have some water-based lubricant and a couple of toys. Mm-hmm. All the toys of right now are sold out and out of stock. But if anyone else wants to try the blow gel with me. <laughs> I need somebody's dick to suck. <laughs> I don't have nobody to oh. use it on. <laughs> I will be ordering it soon, and then I will give you all a review of it. Yeah, I'll just give you like $5 and borrow it. Okay. I'll just put it in like a little jello shot thing. <laughs> <laughs> give me a little ramekin, <laughs> some to-go blow, <laughs> gel. <laughs> I felt the need to clarify. <laughs> Isn't all blow to go? <laughs> Anyways. <I hope> so. <laughs> Anyways. Shout out to my psychiatrist if she's listening. <laughs> Don't forget to like, rate, share, follow us on everything at Red Flags and Rosé, Instagram, Twitter, RSS, Spotify, Apple. (laughs) All the things. All the platforms. (laughs) Just go ahead and share us with your best friends. (laughs) And please write in. We love hearing from you guys. And we will do another listener episode in a few weeks. A couple weeks, yeah. But yeah, we hope you have a great week and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.